episode of Outsiders, Quirkland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My name is Julia Curtis Burns, and I'm your host. And today I am joined by Jenny, uh, Chief Fun Operator of Quirkland, also known as Jenny Rocks, performer, national performer, and uh, <laughs> government worker by day, and also doula by night. What? Yes. You see, this is going to be an awesome episode because I didn't know that she was also a doula. I mean, Jenny does all the things, so we're going to have an awesome conversation. But I always like to start by saying how how we identify in terms that we claim, terms that we feel best describe us. Are there any terms that you'd like to identify with today? Uh, Jenny's the quickest one that I shoot for, right. <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, background, I've, I've been through it all and I'm, I'm comfortable with it all. There are labels that I'm still learning what they mean. I know. I feel like there are more letters added to <laughs> the LGBTQIAAI plus. plus, so I'm, you know, comfortable with uh, being described as a gay woman or a uh, woman in a uh, queer relationship yes. or a lesbian relationship. I'm not afraid of the word lesbian. Um, I like that you said <laughs> gay because I like I feel most comfortable actually identifying as gay, even though I know that that's typically what's associated with men or mm-hmm. males I I like it because I feel like all over the world if I go somewhere it's sort of like a more recognized term yeah you know it's I don't know less syllables um it's kind of like straightforward <laughs> means happy means happy <laughs> and uh you know it it's it all gets the point across um uh, for a while I was saying I was a sapiosexual attracted to people's intellect yes you know at the end of the day all of that stuff is fine i'm in a sapphic relationship but i've i've dated outside of women but my bottom line is humans i will not (laughs) date anything other than humans that's it that's what i identify as yeah that's humanness that's that's great (laughs) (laughs) so quirkland yeah Tell us all about that. That's awesome. I mean, I want to know about how did you come up with the name, everything. Well, I've been described as quirky, and I embrace that term. Um, also, I was born in Brooklyn, even though I've been raised in other countries. Um, I always come back to Brooklyn. And so quirky, Brooklyn, put them together, Quirkland. Uh, Quirkland is, uh, it's a way of life. (laughs) It's a, it's also going to be the name of a graphic novel I'm working on. Um, that's going to focus on travels that I've had, uh, across the world, across the globe. And, um, uh, just (laughs) incidents that have happened to me. Um, whether uh, it involves racism, whether it involves uh, my life as a dancer, um, my experience with other people who I adore and inspire me, it'll incorporate a variety of things. Um, one thing I don't like to do is box myself into mm. any one thing, so it'll incorporate whatever moves me. And at the end of the day, if there's someone that can connect to it, that makes me happy. Um, mm-hmm. Being being uh, uh, somewhat of an introvert. You are? <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 I would say so. Even though I can, you know, perform in front of the masses, hundreds of people. Hundreds and, of people, uh, and she's yeah. an introvert. Yeah. Um, there's a moment on stage where, you know, there's the light on me, the spotlight, and I have, like, an out-of-body experience, and I feel the energy of everyone, but... I still feel like I'm in my own space, mm. a bubble. So, mm. yes. Mm. Um, so if I can connect to people through dance and through what I'm doing in Quirkland, through my art um, as an illustrator, uh, that'll make me very happy. Mm. 
I think that's the most rewarding thing, right? Is to be able to use our bodies, our minds to create amazing things mm -hmm. that the world can connect to. Mm -hmm. Right? That's like the most amazing skill that we possess as human beings, really, to mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Um, so, Quirkland, how, when did you start? Is it? So, I used to draw all the time. Um, and, uh, life happened. <laughs> um, I was even, before I left to, to my high school, I was accepted at LaGuardia, um, the specialized school in New York, for those who aren't familiar with it, um, high school of performing arts. And uh, I got in for illustration and decided to go to a school in Vermont for four years on a farm instead. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this I, was, this was like a high school, like farm yeah, high yeah, school it was program? a boarding school. Oh. It was a boarding school. I received a scholarship from, um, an organization called A Better Chance, um, yeah, partially that, funded that by program. Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. and I still haven't met her yet. Um, <laughs> isn't everyone supposed to meet her yeah, in the program? Yeah, at some point. No, like, no, no, no. They oh. have, they've had <laughs> events in the past. I just couldn't make it. Okay. But, um, basically... Uh, I decided not to go and go to the school on the farm in Vermont, a dairy farm with um, small animals as well and some horses. And uh, I guess LaGuardia was surprised that I decided <laughs> not to go because it's such a high-ticket school. Yeah, you it's know? an awesome school. And uh, that's where Fame was filmed, I believe, too, right? Um so they would send postcards to my mom stating that I missed math class. <laughs> what? They were, like, still hoping that she would come back. <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wasn't enrolled uh, formally or officially. I was taking art classes instead in, in the school in Vermont. So hmm. as a kid, I would just um, hunker down and hide in a corner and draw all the time. So that's where it started. That's since you were little. Yeah, mm. since I was a kid. So um, it's always been a way that I could express myself because speaking, eh, not so fun for me, but <laughs> drawing or dancing, I can do that for hours. Mm. So your creative energy is really expressed through your art and your dance. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. What was it like going to school in Vermont? Oh, it was amazing. The Green Mountain State is gorgeous. I love the outdoors. And, uh, you know, being one of, I think it was one of four kids of color, it mm. was uh, <laughs> quite an in the entire experience. In the entire program or, like, in your in class? In the school. In the school. You know, it would fluctuate by, like, a couple of students year to year. Yeah. I mean, you would have um, kids who were from Ghana, international students who were princes in their, in mm. their, in their uh, neck of the woods. And then we would have kids from Maryland throughout the, the country nationally. So um, I met folks from all walks of life. And it was a great eye-opening experience to be there at the age of 14. Yeah. Um, from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Um, and uh, just making sure that I had to show up at lunch on time or else I won't eat or learning how to plan ahead in case I miss it and I have snacks or um, recognizing that uh, the responsibilities of working on a farm are very real because it can be a matter of life or death. If you don't show up to feed these animals at 5.30 in the morning, if that was your shift in Girl, your job, you know, you'd get a quick wake-up call. <laughs> so, so in addition to, you know, like your high school academics, it was also, you had to do the um, tending to the animals or I guess the agricultural part mm -hmm. as well. So imagine you learned a lot about like, healthy eating or, oh, or, or yes. produce or yes the um majority of the um produce we grew on campus um and uh the jobs varied we had to learn 
uh, responsibilities very quickly. Luckily, my family instilled a great sense of work ethics within me. They were a great example. Both of my parents are working really hard. Um, are your parents also from Brooklyn? Born they live here, but they're from Costa Rica. My family background is Costa Rican, West Indian, and Irish. Oh! <laughs> that is like... Yeah, they were uh, social people. <laughs> like to, you know, get to know one one another, different backgrounds. But uh, yeah, so being in Brooklyn, all of those sides, I was able to tap into yeah. all of that. And, you know, it's, to this day, it's still a very strong part of my identity. Mm-hmm. All of those people are like, you got to choose one. You got to choose this. And like, it's all, I, I mean, embrace it all. I embrace it all. I, I think that that's just the magic of, you know, you, right? I mean, being from different cultural backgrounds, mm-hmm. mixing together is really exciting. My family's the same way. Oh, yeah? Um, so, not, not from Costa Rica, but <laughs> just a mixing of cultures and yeah. races and just, mm-hmm. that's what makes me interesting and mm-hmm. that's what I really like. So, it, I think, and I think it also helps me to sort of feel in touch with different parts of myself and different mm-hmm. kinds of people because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you don't have to choose. You can just be you I, and have And like, I know that. I, I got to that point, um, thankfully, at an, at an early stage in my life, um, mostly because of the diversity that I grew up in uh, within Brooklyn. But when you go, step outside of Brooklyn, a lot of the times people are so quick to mm-hmm. want to shove you into a box and mm-hmm. think that they have you all figured out and keep coming out with new stuff. Yeah. And, <laughs> but this has always been a part of who I was and it's normal to me. So, Well, when, I remember when I went to college, that was the first time. Not that I didn't know that I was black. but <laughs> it was like, I mean, obviously, like, hello. But, like, it was Same the first here. time where it was like I felt like I had to... That was all that I was instead of, and, and yes, that's the, that is part of me, but mm-hmm. I felt like that was the only box that I was seen as, mm-hmm. not even like a woman, just the first thing, the first day of my um, orientation, they said, oh, have you joined the black student group? And I was like, <laughs> um... <laughs> Hi, I'm Julia. Like, I haven't I, met anyone I'm, yet. I'm but, still uh, just, you know, stepping on campus, learning about <laughs> myself, but um, okay. But I felt like mm. that's what I had to choose mm. instead of just, I don't know, being whatever myself. You whatever you want. Yeah. So, Quirkland is, you do graphic novels, you do illustrations, you do, you also do like these don't you do like um sculpture design yeah i do a lot of random stuff and that's the fun part of quirkland like as far as products people won't know what they'll get as far as topics of whatever is illustrated in the graphic novels they'll never know what they'll get um i also do commission work that involves greeting cards um (laughs) so uh yeah, it's a it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Jenny has been awesome enough to allow us to record in her beautiful home in Brooklyn. <laughs> and she has a studio where all this awesome artwork is all over and I love it. So I mean, <laughs> what you're doing is beautiful. Thank and, you. Um really appreciate it. And so also, you're a dancer. Mm-hmm. And is that something that you have always done as well, or? Um... Yeah, I probably danced out of the womb. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, my family uh, loves to celebrate life. Um, it could be Tuesday, and they're like, it's Tuesday, let's throw a party. We got some instruments, we got some music. They don't really need a reason um, to enjoy what they have and so one of the ways that we do that I'm not holding um, (laughs) is is by uh, you know playing instruments uh, singing and dancing and so 
Yeah, I think before I could walk, I was dancing. Mm -hmm. And the genres involved um, Latin dance, salsa, merengue, bachata. Mm. Um, I love bachata. Yeah. (laughs) And then it grew into, um, when I went to school, and I would take electives, ballroom dance, and uh, more foundation work as far as styles. And West African dance was a big part of my life. So um, before um, my incident, the accident, uh, I jumped into Congolese dancing. Amazing. So amazing. So I'm like restructuring um, some of what was instilled from dancing Egyptian dance for so long because there are a lot of rules. I'm passionate about it. I love it. But um, the muscle memory will you know, get you stuck in a certain mm-hmm. mode. So I love trying all styles. That's awesome. So do you choreograph or are you in a group or you dance um, individually? I've done a little bit of, of all of that. Um, I'm primarily a soloist, but I think it's important to know how to play well with others. <laughs> <laughs> I have to remind myself of that all the time because I'm an only child. <laughs> And I was an only child for ten and a half years officially, mm-hmm. technically. So, you know, this is a, a constant thing that I'm I'm trying to teach myself. Um, just opening myself up to new experiences and other personalities and challenges that may come with a bunch of of personalities. Um, but uh, I've danced in um, in uh, groups and. That's been an amazing experience, um, and uh, I learned a lot of patience through that experience, and I've also learned uh, that dance will never cease to amaze me, just watching others interpret the same piece of music um, within a troupe. We're all doing the same thing, but because of how we're built and how our minds think, there's still some variety in beauty to what everyone brings to it so that's been great um but as a soloist putting myself out there and embracing vulnerability has been the biggest lesson of of being a soloist so many things can go wrong and you can't hide it you can't hide behind anyone else Mm -hmm. because it's just you out there it's just you and you have to learn how to roll with it or turn it into something else or just laugh at it Mm -hmm. and keep it moving Mm. Um, I love that vulnerability you know it's I feel like that all the time putting myself out there Um, but you just have to do it you know and then it feels good it feels good to be open and, and share share your energy with other people yeah definitely um going to school um in vermont had an effect on me as far as body image issues Mm. um especially because there weren't that many other people who looked like me in brooklyn thickness curviness was embraced yes (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then Going to school, um, basically in the middle of nowhere, um, I had to come to terms with a lot of things, but it was, it was a, a journey. And then when I turned to dance, I forgot about all of that. And the curves, especially with um, Egyptian dance or belly dance or folkloric dance, help to give you that extra jiggle you need. Reverberation is everything. Yes, I love that. <laughs> you know, so you make it work to your advantage and you embrace it and you're grateful for it and and it helped me with my confidence. Um, so as a dance teacher, I try to um, teach that to my students that, you know, we're all coming in here from different walks of life, but um you're you and that's unique and that's special and you can use that to your advantage in in this dance or all styles of dance and there will always be people who appreciate it but you gotta love yourself you gotta love yourself and it'll emanate Mm. through what you're doing 
So it's it's pretty remarkable seeing some of the women in the class who show up and they're in the back. They start off in the back and they have the oversized uh, sweaters and t-shirts and they're constantly yanking at it to cover themselves and um, you know wouldn't second guess the thought, the fleeting thought of going to the front of the classroom and then with more time of dancing they eventually move themselves up. It's it's pretty remarkable. It's it's uh, very moving <laughs> and at times it's gotten me pretty emotional at how wonderful it is to see women blossom and come to themselves. Mm-hmm. I even have men in my classes too and you know they have their issues as well as mm-hmm. far as body image um, or concepts of what people think if they're doing certain styles of dance. So um, see yeah, you realize it doesn't matter. That's a big one, <laughs> right? With, yeah. So um, I used to go to a Zumba class mm-hmm. and whenever I would see women bring their partners, mm-hmm. male partners sometimes, but I would see them start the class and mm-hmm. then sort of like gravitate towards the back uh-huh. because of the moves or the swinging of the hips. But it's, it was always interesting to me because I could tell that they were enjoying it, but it was more like psychological, like, well, I, I shouldn't be moving my body in this way. Um, yeah. and Unfortunately, so many hold themselves back from pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> From pleasure and just happiness with themselves because they're thinking about what other people think. Mm-hmm. I mean, that speaks to so many parts mm-hmm. of life, right? I mean, just with like coming out, sometimes we hold ourselves back from a relationship we really want or just the kind of life that we really want or the clothes that we want to wear to express ourselves because we're mm-hmm. worried about how we're going to be perceived. And yes, those are real fears you know and mm-hmm. and society can react in a way that is hurtful but mm-hmm. the feeling of pressure yeah yeah mm-hmm. but you said you're feeling that pressure no oh. and some would feel that pressure. yeah so i understand it mm-hmm. but i also always try to encourage people to step out of their comfort zone so that's awesome that you're able to do that through dance what does it feel like for you when you dance Oh my gosh! Like what? I don't know. I always, I always wonder, like how a dancer feels. It feels like everything and nothing all at the same time. I'm often outside of myself or above myself, looking, not necessarily recognizing who is moving about, but most of the time, I would say, I just feel like a burst of energy and light. I don't really take a particular form. Um, it's just movement and energy and light. Mm. Because many have shared with me that I'm radiating <laughs> this, this um, happiness. And they're affected by that. And I'm affected by their energy in the audience. Mm. So whenever I choreograph, usually it's a pretty loose choreograph because... I work best with the energy that I walk into in the room, and I do mostly improv within the framework. Mm. So you have to be quick on your toes, especially if it's live music and something changes, or you know, even if it's recorded, there could be issues with the sound mm. equipment or whatever. But I could dance to the same song in different ways mm. because of the energy in the room. Mm. So that's that's what it feels like. Um, borderless um yeah (laughs) Mm. amazing that's amazing what is one thing that dance has taught you about life or three things three things that dance Mm. has taught me about life a couple of things um Taking care of yourself is paramount. Um, if you don't, um, you can't do your craft well. And if you care about doing your craft well, then you have to take care of yourself. I got into a cycle of overextending myself with shows and classes and going to support others, which I, I still 
find as important supporting others in your community. But it was night after night after a full day of work mm. and then, you know, finding time to eat along the way or grabbing quick food and it just started to wear on my body. Um, and uh, I kept telling myself, I'll take a break later, I'll take a break later and then I didn't and eventually the universe made me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The universe speaks so to us. You ignore the message and then it'll come and hit you with a thud. Um, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and in my particular case, um, last year, 2015, March, I was performing on stage. Uh, I was dancing on carpet, doing pirouettes on releve, so on the toe, on the toes, mm. while balancing a sword. And yes, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> sometimes okay. I do fusion dancing as as well, fusion performances. And uh, as I slowed down and lowered my heel, my calf muscle was still in spin mode and my heel was going in the opposite direction. So I literally ripped myself oh. apart. Yeah, it's hard to hear. Wow. <laughs> um, adrenaline kicked in and all the years of, of professional training, the show still goes on. I continue to perform to the end of, of the song. I realized that if I lowered my heel, I couldn't feel anything from my knee downwards. Um, it was like a ghost leg. Wow. But if I danced on the balls of my feet, then I could, um, I could still move about. So quickly I would turn to my back to the audience and try to catch my breath. <laughs> and then when it was too long, I would turn myself back around and, and continue to mosey around. Once it was over, um, I was, uh, I, I saw all white and was whisked off to the hospital. I think everything just came in the nerves and, uh, there wasn't enough adrenaline left at wow. that point. Um, so that took me out for about eight and a half months, almost nine months on a cane, crutches. Uh, luckily, didn't have to get surgery, but I was forced to. Am I allowed to curse? Yes. Like to pepper my language. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the universe told me to sit down, and I didn't, and then it made me sit my ass down. Basically, mm -hmm. take a breather, force me to get a decent night of sleep for once um, and learn how to utilize other talents of mine that I have ignored for a while. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Um, Corkland came out of that and became more uh, solidified um, as a result of that accident. Mm -hmm. But the idea itself was um, something that I've been thinking about for years mm -hmm. and, and then it came out and then it the came result. out through this and um the week that um i've been given the okay to return to dance and i set up a dance class um uh, it was the morning uh, before work i was walking my dog frida champeta my mini schnauzer in the morning at around 6 24 as we were crossing the street, I was mowed down by yeah. an SUV. Um, so <laughs> at this point, it's very easy to ask the universe, why? <laughs> why me? Yeah. Why is this happening? And yes, I, I did ask those questions. But, um, you know, luckily, I didn't lose my life and uh, was hospitalized for a bit and was able to still sort of limp away <laughs> from the um, from the accident. Well, not from the accident itself. I was carried to the hospital, but um, I'm able to walk now um, in physical therapy and uh, working with a neurologist to help with the the symptoms of the concussion mm. um but that in itself has also 
restructured my brain in some ways to see things and view things differently than I would have previously. I feel like um, while things may be a little cloudy at times and memory-wise, visually, visually I feel that um, whatever I come across is more vibrant Mm. and whenever I'm eating something that I enjoy, there's more pleasure in it. And I I think that's probably mostly because I'm so happy to still be alive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very happy to be alive. So everything just seems brighter and shinier, you know, even in the dark moments where I'm, I'm having a tough time through the recovery and the healing, I'm still so grateful. And I'm constantly playing um, music and dances that I want to do once I'm fully healed. And what I'm bringing to it now is going to be completely different Mm -hmm. than anything that I've ever performed. That's so interesting. Right? And it's a result of going through this experience that's kind of changed or built on the Mm -hmm. way that you see dance. Sometimes you have to step away from something to see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we get really caught up in it and we're not able to see the whole picture. But yeah. when we step away for a bit, which is necessary sometimes, mm-hmm. we're really able to yeah. embrace the full Definitely. piece of it. Definitely. Wow. Well, I mean, you have so much strength. and Thank you. I mean, that's, that's amazing, your story. <laughs> And I'm happy that, you you know, you're still thinking about dance and you're still really excited about it. And it's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm just reminded that it's not all that I am. And that's really great, you know. I've always known that I was a multifaceted being, as we all are. Um, but being able to tap into those other... Um, other things that I enjoy doing is it's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I like to focus on are innovative women. <laughs> and I think that you are a very innovative woman. And when you hear the term innovative, how would you define it for yourself and for your life? Um, I find beauty in all things and the ugly the strange (laughs) (laughs) the things that are usually swept under the rug uh, or ignored Um, and I think uh, allowing yourself to drift sometimes is where you'll find the answers to whatever it is that you're looking for Um, there are formulas that have been proven to work when trying to solve um, problems that exist or we're trying to find solutions to things that we need. Um, but sometimes allowing yourself, and again, from this experience, I've learned this, to step back or look in the opposite direction of, you know, or go against the grain is, is um, one way to, to find answers when trying to find new creative ways to solve problems or bring people together um and that's very general (laughs) 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 and I recognize that as a kid my mouth sounds all sparkly and nice no it's real it sounds um, real (laughs) it sounds real I'm not really sure what I just said (laughs) (laughs) you said a lot of great things yeah Um, I don't know So what's next? I know you were talking about, you know, all of the things that you envision for dance moving forward. Are there any other projects that you are working on right now or that you hope to be working on soon and that you're really passionate about? Um, yes, I definitely want to pursue other styles and see how I can incorporate them into, um, the the traditional styles that I've 
I've done the Egyptian dance because my theory and understanding is a lot of these dances stem from the continent of Africa anyways. Mm. And finding that similarity is fascinating to me. So having certain genres of music play while I do another style of dance or um, mm, that's interesting. something um, with, with, I would like to do more work with live music because the energy that comes from having live musicians at a performance is like no other experience out there and unfortunately New York City is losing a lot of its venues that would house um, showcases with a lot of these live musicians so um, you know I would like to keep them employed (laughs) through shows Um, so just a lot of mixing of styles uh, is one direction that I'm, I'm going in and continuing to learn what else is out there? I'm hoping to uh, travel either within the year or next year um, to um, gain some firsthand experiences with uh, in in other countries. Morocco's on the list as a possibility, and Ethiopia. So we'll see. Love Morocco. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to spend enough time there, mm-hmm. but definitely enjoyed it. Ethiopia, that's on my list. Mm-hmm. I have a long list. I know <laughs> of I places I'd love list. to travel to. Well, where's your favorite place that you've traveled to so far that you're just in love with? Wow, that's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, Costa Rica. Um, the slogan is uh, "Pura Vida," mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. pure life, and I believe that is the way of thinking, the manner of thinking for the people of Costa Rica. Um, Just so warm and friendly and welcoming. Um, uh, And uh, food's great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to do a foodie tour someday to several places, but um, the national dish is... It's a staple that I can eat probably on a daily basis. What's the national dish? It's um, it's a mixture of gallo pinto, uh, black beans and rice, and you know you can have some plantains and mm. um, steak or chicken um, with cilantro. This is speaking to my soul. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make dinner. That's wonderful. Um, but uh, yeah, when we worked on when my family had a farm in Costa Rica it was a dish that you could eat in the morning and it'll help to sustain you throughout the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so that's your you can eat that all the time yeah I can eat that all the time rice yeah. and beans yeah any day you have a very peaceful energy about you oh thank you yes are there things that you do regularly every day to keep yourself centered are there i curse a lot <laughs> i wasn't expecting that okay <laughs> okay you know it's one way to express myself i understand some people may think that lack of of uh you know verbiage that that makes people curse but i think you know it's i like to pepper my language and i don't want to hold myself back just spitting stuff out um speaking my mind um and then also knowing when to hold my tongue and and choose my battles and the way that i i get to that point is through meditation and uh i used to study with a tibetan monk in upstate new york who would make mandalas sand mandalas and it would take months to create these huge um, pieces and then at the end of it we would go to a nearby river with a ceremony and prayers and just release it mm-hmm. so um, recognizing that you know I'm 
my brain is shutting down. No, you just being one with nature and not really feeling um, that I own any particular thing, working with others, um, the possessions, the, the non-importance of possessions, all of that stuff that was instilled is, <laughs> I haven't uh, accomplished all of those things yet, but it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's a journey, right? Life is a journey. Life is a journey. You know, once you think you know everything, you don't know anything at all, whatever that saying is. Mm. So constant reminder to take time to breathe, stop and reflect, and um... <laughs> she's drinking this tea and I think it's like she told me she's gonna fade out towards the end. <laughs> I'm drinking kava, uh, kava, kava for those who may be interested mm-hmm. in a very relaxing tea. <laughs> That's another thing that helps with mm. this this uh, demeanor of mine, you know, um, eating well and drinking lots of tea, <laughs> common mm. teas. Um, just uh, allowing myself to make mistakes and recognizing that I'm human helps to take off that pressure of having to be um, you know, whatever energy New York gives all the time, like on it fast, do this, do that. So, um, I go camping a lot and, uh, (laughs) I try to just take time to myself to reflect on what I'm doing and if I'm actually better than I was yesterday. And if not, then what can Mm. I do to correct that? Mm. Um, so a lot of self-reflection happens along with the, the ingesting of healthy dishes. Do you uh, have a journal that you keep? Do you, do you, are you a writer? Brooklyn is my journal. Oh. Um, sketching things out sometimes is faster to relate um, whatever I'm thinking or feeling than writing out paragraphs. It can become a little superfluous, so I feel like there aren't enough books for, mm. for you know, days at a time where, of, of experiences that I may have, so um, drawing is, is quicker for me. It helps you to... Yeah, it definitely life. helps, and it helps with the doula work as well, so you have to have that calm demeanor. No one wants an advocate. We didn't even talk about that, so <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, so you work I'm for a the, true West Indian. I have like, have 10, like jobs. ten jobs. <laughs> you work for the government. Uh-huh. You dance, and you teach dance, and you also have Corklin, and then you're also a doula. So when do you do that? And 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 tell us what, how did you get into that? So currently, I'm on hiatus until I'm I'm healed because I I don't think it would be fair to try to be there and provide support to the moms unless I can be an advocate 100%. Um, But uh, I became a doula when I reached a point in my life where there was a lot of darkness. Mm. And I strived for more light in my life. So I thought, okay, what's the doorway of light? <laughs> so, you know, some would say this is where life actually begins in Literally. this realm of yes. ours where we're walking and breathing and everything. So, um, <laughs> and I wanted to do something that allowed me to think of others, not just of myself, um, where I could give back in some way. So I decided that I wanted to take some classes, courses on becoming a doula, but ultimately anyone can become a doula. A doula signifies a a helper of um, women in labor. Um, There are other types of doula, postpartum for after the birth, and there are doulas for um, those who are in hospices as well. So there are different versions of people who help someone who's in need. Um, 
but the the training I wanted to learn tricks that have been passed on from generations to generations on you know turning a baby that's breech or how to create the onset of, of labor I just I'm fascinated by anatomy and physiology and that adds to my dancing as well but um I utilize dance in my doula work by helping the women to move around mm-hmm. and get in touch with their bodies so that when you know they're feeling contractions or what have you um they're able to move through it and with it instead of against it because fighting against it usually makes it worse and that was a lesson in life for me as well yeah. you know um the going with the flow um but uh Becoming a doula absolutely changed my life, helped to put a lot of things in perspective for me. And uh, I'm fortunate to have been able to keep in touch with a lot of the families that I've worked with and, uh, yeah, just get Christmas cards or photos to see how they're progressing, getting older. Mm -hmm. How many births have you? Five. Oh, wow. Five. Um, and one was uh, twins. One involved twins. <laughs> wow. And that was through a natural birth, um, which is remarkable considering. And I could do a whole nother show on <laughs> the health yeah, industry, the medical industry, and, mm. and women trusting themselves and allowing themselves to question whatever's um, being thrown at them. Um, because medical jargon is hard to understand mm. and you want to trust that whoever is providing those services have your best needs in mind instead of whatever they have to do administratively for um, the places that they work and turning beds to bring in people. And so when for the, for the births, do they happen, um, at the person's home, or do you have a center? Or what I do with my moms is that I create a birth plan with them okay. wherever they choose to have the birth, whether it's in a hospital or a um, within their home, in a pool in their home, in their bathtub, okay. wherever. Um, that's something that we'll talk about whether or not they're comfortable with having a cesarean section anything like that um these things are discussed and during the moments when it's difficult to remember mm-hmm. what it is um i try to coax them and help them relax as much as possible and remind them of what it was that they wanted for their birth experience um but uh yeah it could be anywhere and i do it for free because oh. i wanted to help teen moms single moms and um, sometimes I would help uh, partners because it's difficult to remember all the, that text and the classes. And sometimes it's best for a partner to be there and help in the best way that they know how and allow someone else to do more of the grunt work mm-hmm. so that they could be there emotionally for their partner. Um, it's... Uh, Another reason why I became a doula was because within government, I was doing um, a lot of work on poverty initiatives. Mm. And I came to a very simple conclusion that um, poverty stemmed from health issues for a lot of the people who would contact us on a regular basis. And breastfeeding is one of the healthiest things that a mother can provide to their child and it's it's shown to have long-term effects um for the for the child after birth and a lot of the teens um that i worked with you know they there's this fear of like ew like oh i'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> pull my breast out in front of people there's this phobia of their bodies and what their bodies do naturally. And I'm, I'm just amazed that we're capable. Many of us are capable of bringing life into the world and then being 
all that is needed mm-hmm. once again to nurture this living being. Um, so, uh, talking to the teen moms and, and showing them the importance of, of breastfeeding meant uh, healthier babies. Um, and studies have shown that having a doula has helped with uh, less resentment on some parts um, from some of the teens because their friends are out partying and then they have oh, this crap. child that they may not be as attached to because they're thinking about all these things. And with that extra support, if they're not getting it from family or, or friends, helps them to bond quicker with the child. Also through breastfeeding, healthier babies mean that moms can then go back to school and then or go to their jobs and have more money in their pockets. More money in their pockets means that they wouldn't continue the cycle of, mm. you know, wherever one finds themselves when they are without an even playing field. Um, health being one of the things and, you know, economics. Um, so, yeah. That was a long answer. So you really, <laughs> I mean... You're really connecting with people through a variety of ways, right? Through dance, through your art. Well, dance to me is art as well, but um, through what you do with Corklin and then through what you do as a doula, you're sharing your energy and yeah. then inspiring other people. That's awesome. What is a quote, a mantra, something that inspires you to continue to share your energy and inspire others well my one of my favorites is from uh, virginia wolf one cannot think well love well sleep well if one has not dined well (laughs) (laughs) and the reason for that is because of of what i mentioned before you know all of this stuff overlaps in my life but if you don't feed your soul, if you don't nurture yourself, if you don't take care of yourself, then you cannot help anyone else. You can't. You just can't. And um, and if you do take care of yourself, just think of how much more you can help others and how many others you can help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lesson I had to learn the hard way. And... For those who are out there who are building their businesses, um, that can be something that is easily forgotten. But take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Take care you of can yourself. do everything else ten times better. It's so I true. Promise. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> I have to tell myself that too. Well, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to share thank your life you. and your story with us. Thank you. It's been coming. awesome to hear about your life. And we'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, take care of yourself. Bye. Get some sleep. (laughs) And eat a good dinner. Eat a good dinner. Yes. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.